quiet, please. Now on the tee, two happy golfers. Grip it and rip it. Get in the hole. Hello, happy golfers, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Happy Golfers podcast. Now, we missed last week, so we're just going to do a quick re-recap of what happened two weeks ago. G'day, Todd. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. <clears throat> yeah, we missed last week. What a bummer. Um, what a week to miss, though. <laughs> Everything know. happened last week, and we're going to re- quickly recap it this week. We'll start with the um, the LPGA Women's British Open, because it was a major, um, won by Lilia Vu from the US of A at minus 14. She came from nowhere, really. Like, Ali Ewing looked like she had it wrapped up after two rounds. She shredded the field at, you know, minus 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlie Hull got as close as anyone at minus five after the cut. Um, and it was Ellie's to lose, and she certainly did that, you know. She, she finished... Was- Finished up at uh, minus four after the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's it to come. Well, I remember seeing the leaderboard and I thought, gee, she's she's going to run away with this here. But yeah, when you look at it on the third round and she come right back to the field and people were lapping her. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I don't know what happened. I didn't see much of it because it was on at a crappy time. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, Charlie Hull seemed to be you know consistent. Uh, she got it to minus eight, finished runner up. Um, but Lilia Vu just shredded the field. You know, minus fourteen was. Crazy Two majors golf. in one year. Yeah. First major and the last one. How good is that? Yeah, it was really good. Um, our Grace Kim was hanging in there for a while. She made the cut, played with Rose Zhang in the third round. I started watching a little bit of that and um, actually beat Rose Zhang in the, in the third round by a shot, uh, but just couldn't make up any ground. So sort of hung around mid-pack. If that's not a protest to win the Rookie of the Year, to be- beat her by a shot playing with her, then I'll give it away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. She's given it a good run, I reckon. Um, oh, good yeah. On yeah, no, that's it. Our Aussie Grace Kim, I uh, hope she keeps playing well. You know, good luck to her. Yeah, exactly. No, Speaking of Aussies, what about the Rippers? Finally got a win on the board as a team. <laughs> they did it. Hey, finally, Jed Morgan pulled his finger out. He must have been listening. Someone must have put him onto one of our podcasts, mate, where we were, <laughs> we were riding him pretty hard. And he actually... Got his finger out and got the job done in the last round and actually had a great round. I think oh, he shot he six six under to finish four under. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't looking good until that last round and obviously made a massive contribution in the last round. Yeah, not to mention what Cam Smith had a nine-shot lead or something like that. And, and again, Mark Leish- Leishman played well as well, so he was up there as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it would have been very disappointing for Cam to streak the field like he did and for the Rippers not to win, mm-hmm. you know. It would have been another, like, what are you blokes doing? Come <laughs> on. But yeah, Jed was stoked. I remember when he ran over to Cam that day and he's, you know, he's shaking the champagne in his face. He's like, oh, mate, you're lucky you did something. Otherwise, you'd just sit in the back burners, wouldn't you? <laughs> he's like, woohoo, I finally had a round. I finally I had a round. Something. It was me, guys. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jump on me back. We'll win again. Exactly. Yeah. I think there would have been some sore heads on Monday morning there, though. Yeah, mate, it, uh, again, didn't see much of it, but the four aces who were normally up there struggled. They've just fallen off. That week and the week before, actually, mate, the week before, Bryson, 58. 
58. Amazing. <laughs> like, unbelievable. And, and credit to some of the PGA guys have come out and sort of said 58 on a Sunday in competition golf, hands down. Well done. Doesn't you matter know, what you're playing, where you're playing. That's a that's an awesome effort. And the way he was playing that day, obviously, but I remember watching the highlights of it and just he was just sinking putts from everywhere. It was just rolling in. So yeah, it was wasn't just see. the putting, but the ball striking was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Hitting fairways, like, yeah, yeah. He made some bombs, and they always help. But geez, he hit a lot close too. You know, and not to mention the day before that, I think he had sixty-one or sixty-two. Like he was on sixty watch. The day before as well. So to back yeah. that up, normally you have a good round and then it, you kind of have a, you know, when you have a good round like that, it's sort of like three under the next day, isn't it? You know, but to back that up and go three shots better than the day before, that's insane. Yeah, unbelievable, mate. Yeah, he was on 60 watch the day before and I think it was, mm-hmm. yeah, 61. And yeah. then to go back back into that mode and, you know, just when he made that putt on the last and everyone <laughs> went off and he knew what it was for. He knew it was for a 58. He, he yeah. already was counting that, you know what I mean? Um, but he gave it a chance because like, he, he figured two, a 59 was, was still sub-60 for a two-putt, you know? Yeah. Imagine that, two-putts for 59. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Insane. Normally, yeah. it's like, oh, he's got to sink this putt, you know, and they're nervous, so they, they miss it, you know? But, oh, you got two putts here, mate. So that ties Jim Furyk, the only other bloke to do it on a, on a tour event. He did the same last year. I think it was in the... Um, Oh, what was what was the course the tournament they had a playoff with Patrick Cantlay and he was on fifty nine he was on fifty nine watch that day and missed a putt on the last for a fifty nine and shot at sixty. Oh really? Um, I'm not too sure. I can't sure. remember what tournament it was, but yeah. So he's got it in him, you know. Yeah. I mean, some players have got it in him and some players haven't. It's as simple yep. as that. And then he um, says I mean it, it he says, Oh, this is the start of the new me and then the next week wasn't so good. But I mean that's golf. But hopefully we get to see some good golf from Bryson because it's always good to watch him playing well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So. And then uh, in the PGA Tour, Lucas Glover decided he wanted to go back-to-back. <laughs> so how hey, good was that? He only that just got the good. job done. That was so good. And, like, the only thing I remember from Lucas Glover is when he had the um, yeah, the, the abuse from his wife. That's all I sort of remember it from. But, mate, this, <laughs> <laughs> this last, you know, if anyone doesn't remember, it was a couple of years ago where he missed a cut in the players or he, he was about to win the players and he lost it and then he's, he called the police on his wife or something because she bashed him because he played bad golf or something. But, yeah, mate, for him to play that good golf, and, and again, last week he just had the putter rolling. Like that last round was just awesome to watch where he got in the playoff of Cantlay and, mate, just sinking putts from everywhere. He's get, yeah. definitely got some confidence with that broomstick. Absolutely. Copied uh, Adam Scott's putter, just went into mm-hmm. the lab and said, just give me Adam Scott's putter. Yeah, uh, just not just not blue. Give me a different color, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it seems to be working for him. And he does look; he looks a different player with that putter in his hand for sure. You know, he's yep. always been a ball striker, phenomenal ball striker. He's always been able to control his trajectory um, and move the ball predominantly right to left, but he can hit it the other way as well. And known for his ball striking, just a little bit like Adam Scott, just can't get the job done with a putter. And, and now he looks like he might have turned that around with new putter. Yeah, you that's know, it. And then into, rocket it into in, rocket it into contention for the FedEx Cup. That's for sure. Oh, FedEx Cup, and then they were talking to him after that as well about the um, you know, will you make the Ryder Cup or have you been thinking about the Ryder Cup? And the way he answered that man, like you could see, like he felt like he was going to cry. Like I've never made it before, but I really want to. It's something I really want to do. And it, I think he's forty four. Like, geez, he's pretty much got got a chance to. You know, you'd have to be looking at him now. He's pretty hot. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. I think he's just on the bubble of top twelve um, in the point standing for that. But going by form, yeah, mm. you know, good guy it's to have on he, his side. A little bit of experience just, as well. It's just does he click with the bubble of the younger guys and all that sort of stuff? That's the only thing that's going to probably stop him. I reckon. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like a little bit of. Um, he, he's he's quite a lot older than some of the young guys that are there. He's got you know ten, fifteen years on some of them. So. But uh, maybe that's a good thing too, a little bit of calm, sort mm-hmm. of, you know, older head around the group as well. Mightn't be a bad thing. But yeah. definitely I'd be looking at him in the form he's in. You know, if he can oh. continue on that form, then, yeah, you know, he's, he's really sticking his hand up. So yeah. it, was a, it was a great win at the St. Jude's. Uh, as I said, he got it done in a playoff. Um, first guy to go back-to-back on the PGA Tour since Tiger Woods in, I think, 2008. So Yeah. Yeah, not, exactly. Not right. easy to oh, do, sorry. go back to back. There was one a couple of years ago, Tom Hoagie. Hoagie did it a couple of years ago. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah I can't right. remember what, a couple of years ago, though. But, yeah, no one's ever gone three in a row, oh. three weeks in a row since 1980. Uh, only two people have done it, or one person's done it twice, and that was Tiger Woods. Yeah. Since 1980. Freak. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. it's hard enough to win, obviously, one PGA Tour event, but to win two in a row and then to win – Three in a row, like not well, actually, sorry, not three in a row, three weeks in a row, you've won, you know, like, yeah, so you're not resting at all, you're just going straight to the next event and winning that. So, yeah, yeah, make, reckon, hay reckon, while, make hay while the sun shines, that's what I reckon. Absolutely, you found a purple patch, you use it, mate, and what a time to use it! But geez, it looked hot at that event last week, didn't it? It did. Um, <laughs> I can't remember who it was, I think it was Harris English's caddy pulled the pin halfway through the round and he grabbed some guy out of the crowd to carry his bag for him. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely hot. And don't wear, don't wear. Um, what color would you call that? Like creamy pants when it's hot like that, because oh yeah, you look like you've just pissed yourself. Yeah, it was <laughs> sweat was pouring out of him, and yeah, those pants didn't do him any favors at all, did it? And that's why. <laughs> why do they not let these guys wear shorts? Say, eh? like the caddies can wear shorts, just let the players wear shorts. Oh, especially in those temperatures, mate. Mm. You know, like they're all. He was sticking his hand in the in the eskies, mate, to cool down at every t shirt before every t shirt. That's just trying to bring his, his blood temperature down, mate, and stop yeah. his hands from sweating. You know, and that's why I think Cantley hit his ball in the playoff hole in the water just so he could jump in there. You know, I reckon maybe, <laughs> maybe. But good old, uh, yeah, no glove, Glover. Yeah, back to back and um, rocketed himself into contention for the FedEx, and I think he rocketed up into the top uh, top five. So, which is good. You've got to be in the top five to win it, I reckon. What do you reckon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll run this and then we'll get into the top 30, I reckon. Hey, 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 happy golfers. Would you like to golf every day but haven't got time to get to the course or the range? Then why not set up at home with the Net Return Australia system as used by World Long Drive champion Kyle Berkshire and PGA pros like Bryson DeChambeau. Whether you want to hit balls or set up your own in-house simulator, Check out the full range at thenetreturnaustralia.com.au. And the guys at The Net Return have set up a Happy Golfer discount just by using promo code HAPPYGOLFERS. You'll receive a 10% discount at checkout. Let's get into uh, what happened this week then, eh? Yeah, let's start with the BMW. Um, so almost the the prelude to the uh, East Lake. I think it's sponsored by Coca-Cola, the final event, the FedEx Trophy. Um, yep. And uh, awesome finish, awesome finish. Oh, like, I th- I thought Scotty Scheffler was going to get it done. The way you know, up at front, new putter. Like you said, mate, you said he would have a new putter by now. I so called it, mate. Like, 
This I'll is the second it. or third week he's got it in the bag. And, um, yeah, mate, I thought when he had the lead, I thought, geez, with the way he's ball striking, he's going to be pretty tough to beat. But, of course, record will do that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, mate, his putter was working. So, not that his old putter wasn't working. I think it was just, as we said, something different to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, just a change of mentality and, and um, you know, he was still sticking to that routine. I was quite surprised to see Rory with another new putter as well. Um, and I think that relationship might have been short-lived. I think he he may even dump that for next week. So he's used it for two weeks, uh, couldn't get the job done. So that putter might be shelved and I, I think he'll go back to a, um, a more traditional spider-style putter that he's been using. You just start getting in your head when you're changing them that quick, don't you? Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> you, you, you pretty much know within two weeks, though, don't you? I yeah. Mean- I don't know. I just think maybe he should have just played the playoffs with what he had and then, or even finished the playoffs with what he has now and then maybe in the off-season work it out what he wants to do. I'll tell you what it is, mate. Like Since we had a chat with Cameron Strachan and read the book and stuff like that, I've been looking a little bit closer at some of these guys. And um, to me, Rory just doesn't have a set routine. Mm-hmm. He's got a bit of a routine, but it changes slightly. He's not 100% drilled like Scotty Scheffler is with the routine or like Tiger Woods used to be with his routine. You know what I mean? He's not consistent with it, and I don't think it helps him. You know, he's not using the linear thing. He doesn't use the line. Not that I'm saying using the line's best, but he chops and changes. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so you don't know if he's comfortable or not because he doesn't know, oh, I did, did I check that? Did I do this? You know, where we have, well, myself anyway, I know what my routine is. So, yeah, when you know when, you, when you're about to hit the ball, you've done everything you can. Yeah, I just see him standing there and, and you know, he backs away occasionally. Um, he stands over the ball at different intervals before he pulls the trigger. You know, he's not consistent, doesn't, like what like Cameron was saying, like once you stand over the ball, Decision made, just one look at the hole for a check and then bang, away you go. Um, yep. That doesn't seem to be the case with Rory. It seems to be the case with a lot of the other players uh, and definitely Scotty Scheffler. And I'll tell you, mate, some of the putts he hit that didn't go in the hole, he's just not – He's and he's been like that the whole year. He's he's there or thereabouts around the hole. Everything looks like going in the hole. It's, you know, he's just not falling he, in the hole sometimes. He, so. He's not missing by much, and we've all been there, and it is the most frustrating part of the game, is it not? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because, again, it's the one thing you do every every hole virtually unless you're chipping you, in. You would rather hit, you know, miss the green from 100, 150 metres out all the time instead of just seeing it just shave the hole every time. You're like, come on! Yeah, big difference <laughs> in your score because yeah. them little tap-ins, exactly. they count just as much as a 300-yard oh. drive. So, That's, Yeah, when it's just sitting on the lip and it's like, yeah, tap, you're like, oh, 3.1, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Slightly misread it or just got the speed wrong and mm-hmm. you know, and a hard lip out or whatever it might be. But, mate, he looks good, though. I, you know, he's still holding the number one spot after Victor Hovland won the BMW with, yeah, course record 9 under 61. Um, after Max Homer tied the course record with a 62 earlier in the week. But 61 from nowhere, Victor. Oh. And you even um, the, our Sunday round, so the third round, um, Scotty Scheffler says, I can't believe the scores are this good. Like, this course is not that easy, but for some reason we're just making birdies and we're making it, in a way, look easy, but it's not that easy. You know, he said he was very surprised to see how many people were as low as they were, which the rough looked very thick this week. Yeah, the thing was that the course didn't speed up. 
so the course stayed quite receptive. So if you were hitting fairways and hitting greens, the greens didn't become hard and fast. Um, you know, the fairways didn't become fast. The, if you hit the fairway, it was holding the fairway and stuff like that, and that helped those guys. I mean, Victor Hovland birdied the last two holes. They played the two hardest holes on the course for the weekend, 17 and 18, and he finished birdie, birdie. You know, the shot he hit on 17 yeah. to be behind that pin, it was probably four yards behind that flag. And he got it behind there on 17, and and to his luck, uh, he was playing with um, Rory, and Rory hit his ball up past, or hit a putt from the front part of the green, and it got past the pin and actually got past Victor's ball by, I don't know, about two balls. So right. Victor actually got a perfect read off, <laughs> off McElroy, who binned it, binned the comebacker, and... Um, he got a perfect read and there, just barreled it straight in the centre. So, a little bit of luck. Ryder Cup boys looking after each other, eh? Maybe, maybe. I'm not sure, Rory. <laughs> I'm not sure Rory's that generous, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, Victor made the most of it. That's for sure. And then he backed it up with a, a cracking shot. Uh, again, the short side of the pin, but it, it made for an easier putt on 18, and he and he made that to yeah seal the deal really. Mm-hmm. So, and that uh, lifted him to number two. For the FedEx next week, it bumped Rory down to three, and John Rahm, who went into the week as number one, has been bumped to number four, and Lucas Glover held his ground at, at number five. Um, well, and I, I don't reckon so anyone outside the top ten could probably get the job done, really. Should we run through the list of 30 of them? Yeah, go for it. Yep. Yeah, okay. So at 10 under, we got Scotty Scheffler, and then at eight under, we got Victor Hovland. Seven under, we got Rory McIlroy. Six under, John Rahm. Lucas Glover's five under, and then the four unders are Max Homer, Patrick Cantley, Brian Harmon, Wyndham Clark, Matt Fitzpatrick. Then the three unders are Tommy Fleawood, Russell Henley, Keegan Bradley, Ricky Fowler, and Xander Shoffley. The two unders are Tom Kim, Sun Im, Tony Finau, Corey Connors, and Siwoo Kim. One unders are Taylor Moore, Nick Taylor, Nick Taylor Adam Shank. Colin Morikawa and Jason Day. And then the even pars are Sam Burns, Emilio Grillo, uh, Tyrell Hatton, Jordan Spieth, and Seb Strucker. Far out, doing a roll call there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's some – I look at that list of 30 and there's been some great seasons by some guys that probably a little bit unexpected. And we'll start near the top with um, – I'm going to go out and say two, three guys in that minus three category in Russell Henley, Keegan Bradley, and Ricky Fowler. Mm-hmm. Would not have expected those guys to finish the year in the top 15. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with you, especially with Keegan Bradley. He's had a pretty good year. As much as I'm not a big fan of his whole putter sword knighting thing, he's actually done pretty well. He's been up there a bit, so he's got yeah. to be pretty happy with the year that he's had so far. And it's, what a bounce-back year for Ricky. I mean, oh. he's come from nowhere. He wasn't even in the majors. He didn't play the didn't play the Masters. Couldn't didn't qualify. So yep. even the back half of the year, even he's just come good, hasn't he? You well, know? yeah. And sorry, just talk about missing majors. Lucas Glover not playing any of the majors. And didn't uh, exactly. Yeah, didn't play any of the majors. So <laughs> only because he couldn't couldn't play him. Yeah. So hadn't qualified. Yeah but, yeah, but like you know, there's two names just there that next year you'll see him in every major. That's pretty impressive. But yeah, the year Ricky's had like. We've always been a big fan of Ricky, so for him to sort of turn things around and look like he's on the um the up, which is good. 
Yeah. And the other one for us is good old Aussie, Jason Day. Great bounce back here for him too, sitting there in, in uh, 25th at the moment, but great bounce back here for him. It's good to see him back um, striping the ball. You mm-hmm. know, he, he gets a bit more game fitness under his belt and starts to be consistent with those four rounds per week than look out. You know, he can climb that climb that world ranking again. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So what what do you uh, like for this week then, mate, out of that? Let's before we get sort of... let's before we get to there, what about the heartbreak the heartbreak five? So the the next five. So um Thagala finished at thirty one, missed it. Chris <sighs> Kirk, thirty two. Danny McCarthy had a putt on the last that would have got him into thirtieth. And kidding. missed it. Um <laughs> dropped the thirty third. Um Justin Rose was in it all the way until the last round, dropped out last round. And Andrew Putnam was the next one down. And then, unfortunately, Cam David started the week well and couldn't finish it off, and, and he dropped well back as well. I think he was in the top 50, obviously, but I think he ended up at 45th or something like that. So He's still got to be pretty happy with that, though, making the top 50. I think that's the first time he's made the BMW. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. But, geez, it, it's funny what you see during the year when they tell them, like, the FedEx Cup points, like, you're rated this. You kind of don't think about it until now. And then if you come 31st and you know there was one putt out there that you missed and you're like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, because I think 30th this week gets 300, 300 grand no matter what. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, so, Just for showing up. And, so. and actually all of them get accepted into all the majors next year, I think. I think that's how it works. All the majors. Um, top 50 obviously uh, get into those. I think they said that the top 50 that played this week, all of those guys get to those elevated events. Mm-hmm. So invite to those so elevated events. A big setup for for the next year as well. Yeah, it's huge for the following year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, a bit remiss of me missing Lucas Glover off that list of didn't think I'd be here at this time of year. Oh, but, mate! Even just a month ago, maybe like. Yeah. 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 I I tell you who um I look it's gonna go it's gonna be hard to go past Rory to be honest with you because he's three time winner. You know. <laughs> Go and four. he just comes. He just comes good at this time of year, and he's not he, like he's playing bad again. He struck the ball really well the last two weeks. Just didn't get the job done with the putter. Um, so hard to go past Rory, and he's only got to make up three shots. You know that would be big. Like no one's ever. Well, he's the only person to win three. People have won it twice. So imagine he went four too clear. Yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, it's massive. <laughs> Massive. So, <laughs> for me, hard to go past him. John Rahm's got a lot of work to do based uh, on his week this week. Um, I know. just the the back half of his year's been pretty average. I think, like, even if he was at the top, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't back him. You know, like he's four back to start with, and I don't know. I, I think he's need to find something to uh, like for him to finish even par this week. Like, what was that seventeen back? Yeah, that's um, yeah, big problems. I think are there. Yep. And look, don't count Victor out. If Victor can can um, mm. maintain the streak he's on, which you know we all know that's easy to, easily said than done in golf. That's a long time between drinks. It's a long time, you know, a week. But, um, but he he's got it in him for sure. Two shots to him's nothing. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Scotty Scheffler's got to got to find the putter that's going to work. He's got to get hot, otherwise it's. He's all his ball strike and he's going to come undone on the greens. And if he puts that pressure on himself on the greens, you know it could be the end of him. Um, and then my other, my other little tip, someone to look out for is is Brian Harmon. He's been playing really well. He finished third this week, um, so he was up there. I know he starts six behind, 
but he's been pretty steady and consistent, and I'm going to go for him because he's a lefty. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a re- recent major winner. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just riding that high, mate. You know what I mean? But, he, yeah, he's still playing well, obviously, off the major as well. He's played well the last couple of weeks, so. Yep. Yeah. And no, one mate, of the best like putters him. out there, so, you know. Yep. Mate, I'm I'm riding the Lucas Glover train. I would love to see him get off to a hot start on Thursday, like five back. I think that um, if he can get up, you know, up there near Scheffler on Thursday, geez, I I wouldn't put it past him to just keep going. So yeah, how massive would that be? That'd be awesome, this mate. I just boom, I'm here. I've taken the trophy, and people will be like, mate, imagine how much sports bet would have been paying him two months ago to win the FedEx Cup. Oh yeah, it would have been amazing, <laughs> mate. And good on him. Even like, the even old, just, the old even just the field. there. The old bloke oh, yeah. in the field, like, yeah, so You know, he's a major champion, so he's been under the pressure before. So, you know, it's not like he's just a nobody. No, that's right. Um, and Max Homer, I, I like him. His game's pretty steady as well. He's six back. Yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go any more than probably, you know, three under, so seven back, you know, but it'd be great to sort of see Fleawood have a good week and even Ricky Fowler, you know. Oh, and but, the three unders I'm rooting for Ricky. Or Keegan Bradley, yep. to be honest. You know, I know you're not a big Keegan fan, but I don't mind mm. him. Um, but I'm rooting for those two in the three unders. And two under, I reckon, is just too far back. Um, and the players in that two under category, there's just not a lot of form that's been there, to be honest. So two under, one under, and, and the evens, there just hasn't been a great deal of consistent form with those guys of late. Um, it's not to say they, they can't do it, uh, but I just don't see anyone really jumping out of that pack there to to come and get anybody. Jordan Spieth yeah, had a chance well, to finish much higher than he did, um, but he let that slip over the weekend, you know. And it's it's not like it's an easy course at the um, East Lakes as well, you know. Like it's not, I don't know. I mean, obviously people can go low, but it doesn't seem like it's a 60 course, you know what I mean, like no. 62 or something. So no, it's going to be hard to shoot, you know, six, seven, eight under in one round there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, consistent so, three, four under is going to be good scoring. Yep. What do you What do you think of the whole? Yeah, you know, I think this is the fourth year maybe they've done it with the handicap system at the start. Do you like that? I prefer it this way than how mm-hmm. they originally did it with the points. It was too confusing with the points. Couldn't keep up with where everything was. You know, if you make this putt, you move up two two places, and and then you miss a putt and you move down four places, and it just. I struggled with it this week at the BMW. The the movement, uh, yep. I couldn't couldn't quite make sense of it because Matt Fitzpatrick, who was, you know, in the lead there at one point and finished tied second, he only gained two spots. Whereas you know, um, John Rahm, as we said, he was seventeen shots seventeen shots behind. You know, he only dropped three spots. Yeah, it just exactly didn't. Right. It seemed like it was hard. It's harder to drop spots than it is to pick up spots. You know, or it was. Both of them was it was hard to drop and pick up. It was pretty crazy, really hard to keep up with. Yeah, I think this way it's really the first day that's the odd day when it's you know Scotty Scheffler to the first tee on the first round at ten under. You know, like if yeah. you don't watch golf all the time, you're like, what the hell? How's he ten under already? But once the first day goes, you kind of um yeah you kind of pick up what it's doing. Well, and it's even as the day gets along, yeah, even as a, even yeah. as the round gets along, they it shuffles in order of where you are. It's as simple as that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So, and then um, you know, yeah. As I said, that's the winner. He wins. Yep. You know. So, yeah. 
Yep. No, I much prefer it this way than than how they originally started doing it, for sure. They they had to come up with something, didn't they? Because, yeah, it was a bit confusing before when, as you said, you know, you sink this part, you move up to 15th, and we're not keeping track of all the points and stuff that they're on, you know? Like, yep. it's a bit confusing. I think even the commentators probably got confused trying to <laughs> say where they're going, you know? So, yeah. yeah, it's just um it's funny how the top five it goes from ten to five. So Scotty starts at ten and then there's no nine, Victor at eight and seven, six, five. But then the next five guys are all at four under. That seems a bit strange. The top ten could probably nearly be you know, Max Homer could probably nearly be at Max Homer and Patrick Handley could probably be at five under as well. You know? Yeah, right. Okay, you reckon that way. Well, I, th- I feel like if you come first, you've got to have a bit of a buffer, don't you? Well, you do have a buffer. He's got a two-shot buffer from second already. Well, that's what I mean. So, you kind of want to have a bit. But, oh, you want them all. But I think from, there's, from there's not, not much separating Lucas Glover, Max Homer, Patrick Cantlay, Brian Harmon. They could nearly all be at five under at the start. Right. But they're still five shots behind, but those they're tied. Why yep. is it the top five get that little advantage? I mean, I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure why. Let's let's put in a dispute, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll write a letter. <laughs> I'll write a letter to the, to the um, USPGA, mate, just getting an explanation. Um, Lucas, Lucas Glover will go back off. I need that <laughs> shot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and what about Xander Shoffley? We'll cover this in another episode, but Xander Shoffley has just bumped Brooks Kepka for an automatic qualification for the Ryder Cup team based on his finish at the BMW. Fuck you! <laughs> I knew you'd like that being a, a Brooks Kepka fan. Um, oh, man. That's, that's un- so annoyed. The unfortunate thing about that is Brooks doesn't get the opportunity to get them to make them points up again to, to jump exactly. in front of him, right? And I don't know. I know who I'm taking in my team. I mean, I'm taking Xander Shoffley anyway because he's the only guy that's going to play with Patrick Cantlay in the pairs. But it'll be interesting to see whether Brooks gets a Guernsey over Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa. Um, Justin Thomas, you know, yep. these guys, Ricky it, Fowler, Keegan Bradley, um, you know, there's a couple others there that Tony Finau is another one. You know, he's not like, an automatic qualifier. You know, again, like they're, they're running hot by saying JT's probably going to make the team. Like, are you picking JT over Brooks Kepka? Yeah, that's what I'm Come saying. On. Like, it's not right. You know, and, like, and then you've got Lucas Glover, who's not a qualifier. Hmm. So, exactly. You know, I think Brooks is going to find it hard to make that team. I don't think they're going to pick anyone in out of leave to to play on the Ryder Cup team. Well, they knew when it was a lock that, like, when Brooks was in there when he won the major, like, oh, we got to pick him. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like, it was all. Do yep. we have to pick him? Is he is he automatically in or not? Like, but now that he's out, I think it's yeah. Unfortunately, Zach Johnson will just go. Oh, we'll bypass that name, and yeah, it's a bit a bit annoying. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually curious to see more of the European side as it comes about mm. because... Um, but I think they'll have a good scene this year. Yeah, I think they will too. I've been racking my brain as to who who they might pick and um, who they might take. And I think there's some good young blood coming through there and Robert McIntyre and those young guys coming through. And I reckon they're going to give them a bit of a shake. So I hope so. If they pick JT, they will. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, actually don't pick, don't pick Brooks Kepka because we want the Europeans to win. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> pick pick JT and pick Tony Finau and yeah. Exactly. That'll be good. Leave Glover out. Leave all those guys out. Yep. <laughs> Cam Young, a guy didn't make the top 25, but uh, he's been playing good golf all year as well. I mean, there's another guy there who's 
borderline captain's pick as well. So uh, it's just I, interesting to see who they're going to go with. I thought Cam Young, after the, the major um, where he lost against Cam Smith, the British Open, the year before, I thought he was going to have a better year this year than he did. I mean, he's been up there a little bit. Like, or at least get a win, you know? Like, I thought he would have got a win. Yeah. Yeah, that's you a fair know, call. Like he, that's he a fair call. A he's probably had a lot more top 10s this year than last year, though. So, yeah, you know, again, trending in the right direction. Um, speaking of trending, how's your golf going, mate? Are you trending in the right <laughs> direction? How's this net return treating you? Yeah. Out the, the, out net's the garage great, there, mate. Giving it a... It's, it's, it is. It's getting a workout for sure. And, and it, mate, it's helped my game heat because I feel like I can start to sort of work on my swing because I'm hitting so many golf balls, you know, working on how I want to do it. I've really actually, you know, uh, what do we say? Like we want to, you want to practice with purpose, not just hit balls. So I can really feel what I'm doing. So that's really great to have that. And I feel like, mate, my game is so close, but it's just putting it all together now. You know, you know those rounds where it's like, it's just like two or three shots that, you know, affect you, you know, you hit in the hazard or you do something stupid and that's, but I feel like if that all comes together, and I feel like I'm close, that I'm coming low, mate. I'm coming low. Yeah, good. Nice. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel, mate. But to be honest, like we spoke about this a little while ago, it's the most you and I have probably done in a, in a winter as far as golf. Yep. Like that mm-hmm. net has helped you just hit, hit balls in your garage and, you know, get your body moving in the right direction and stuff like that and keep your, your swing going. And for me, just getting my body going and doing it, my workouts in my garage and you know into golf and and um ducking away and and hitting a bag of golf balls and probably not playing as much weekend golf me with the weather we've had down here but i've been able to get out and just play nine holes and and practice and just practice for enjoyment has put us in good stead i reckon you know what i mean it's put us in good stead coming into spring and i'm really looking forward to spring and summer this year with the golf absolutely bring on spring mate and summer, because it won't just be the planet burn up. We'll be burn up the golf courses. Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm, but, I'm excited though, mate, for the warm weather they get here. Because I'm I'm the same as you, mate. I can see it. I had a good, a good round the other week, and I've just tucked that away in the memory bank. And um, unfortunately, I followed it up with a couple of or one ordinary round, and then I went and played some sand scrapes. Um, I love the sand scrape thing, mate, to support the local clubs. But in all honesty, you show up, your handicap's three point seven, and they give you your card, and it's got a zero on it. And it's like, <laughs> mate, you got to give me three shots, not take three <laughs> shots away on the sand scrapes, because you, yeah, you, you know, it's a whole different game. It's know? not easy. the The fairways aren't cut nice. No, I play. Yeah, it's just, they're paddocks. It's just a paddock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. They're paddocks, and they don't give you that. You know, they need to give you that twenty or thirty meters just cut at the front of the green, so you can can bump and run the ball on. So you don't have that. You can't fly the ball on, and with the the cooler sort of moist ground at the moment that we've got, the ball's not running. You know, mm-hmm. so it yeah, it was difficult. You know, I think I, I end up the net runner up uh, with a. I think I shot ten over off the stick, you know, right. a net net runner up and third in the scratch. So <laughs> there wasn't a great deal of competition out there, but it just wasn't easy. I think seventy seven won the scratch, you know. Wow! And they take yeah. three shots off you as well. Like it took three shots off me. Then I said they yeah, need to give tough. you three shots. So mm-hmm. right at the start, you're up against it. You know, you don't have that little handicap buffer to play with. It's like yep. whatever you're going to shoot, that's the score. 
you know, <laughs> and you play them little bump and runs around the ground, and he takes a rotten bounce or whatever to sort of throw it offline. And you know, I don't know anyone out there's played sand scrapes knows that it's not easy to make putts on the sand scrapes. So yeah, yeah. oh, exactly right. No, you it's especially if you haven't played them. You know, if you don't play them week in week out, which you know, no offense, if you do have to, if you have to play them week in week out, you know. It's um you got to do what you got to do to play golf, I guess. But yeah, I much prefer green grass. Oh, absolutely, mate. There's a definite art to it. You know, the guys mm-hmm. I play with who play sand scrapes more regularly than me, um, there's a definite art to it, and you could see that they were just a different quality of scraping the green to my scrapes. Uh, every time I had a chance for them to scrape it on my line, I didn't bother scraping after they scraped. I just use that, and well, that's <laughs> going to be better than what I'm going to do. And uh, I'll have a putt from here, you know what I mean? And it's so. and it's funny when we spoke to Tony about sand scrapes, you know, like how many different styles of sand there are. Like some layer the sand on, some don't have so much sand as well. So yeah, well these were unoiled sand, uh, and it was wasn't there wasn't much sand at all, and it was a really really hard clay base uh, to the point where the back of it, where the drop off was, where there was no sand, it just looked like a rockery garden a rock rock garden made at the back of it it was it was that hard you didn't want to go past the flag on on any of them it was crazy um but that is what it is and i'm actually backing up again this weekend and i'm gonna have another crack at one of the local ones uh which is an 18 hole sand scrape but that's the one where we practiced i practiced before the uh new south wales champs last year so i've got Mm -hmm. got a bit of an idea what their greens are like and that's a thicker sand and it's oiled so uh hopefully be a little bit easier to, to scrape and um, just hope that the weather dries out a little bit and they can get the mowers on it so they can mow the grass. Roll the greens. <laughs> yeah, roll the greens, <laughs> mow mate, the fairways, roll the greens, and we'll go. So, <laughs> Like I say what I said then about sand greens, but gee, it's so fun when you go to those places because it's something so different. So, yeah, I, obviously I wouldn't like to do it every week, but it's it's great playing sort of different golf and you kind of don't really care what you shoot because it's so different to what normal golf is. So. You just had to have a bit of fun, really, aren't you? Oh, we had a ball. I played in the um, the marquee group the other week, and um, the four of us, and the winner and the runner up, and then myself and, and the next guy were top four scores. And um, but it was just a great day. We just had a ball. Mm-hmm. We just enjoyed it. Um, I knew really early. I had no expectation about winning, um, so I just wanted to go and enjoy it and just get a bit of an idea and get a bit of experience, really, for the next time you know what i mean yeah um because in the northeast where i play there's a number of sand scrapes and and they all all those little community clubs they're all run by volunteers and they're all struggling for money um and if if the their tournaments don't get supported then there's every chance that that land gets sold off or repurposed or whatever you know so we don't want that to happen so no exactly you know you show up you play you contribute your money and you get a nice lunch out of it um the most of the ladies bake a cake and stuff like that so you're getting homemade desserts and all the rest of it so it's yeah not a bad day for 25 Perfect. bucks you might might even meet a wife out there eh? oh i don't know i'll try to take my <laughs> wife to one of them but she she don't want to play um you'll be you'll be ready for 2024 sand scrape champs mate yeah i'll have more experience by then <laughs> absolutely more than me anyway so, <laughs> yeah so mate. it's a bit of fun like you said and it's different golf and it's you know it was meeting different people so yeah. the last two district things that I've played, um, I've actually come out a winner uh, outside the golf. You know, the little run I had at Strathbogie, turned out that the captain of the Strathbogie club had a garage full of old Hickory golf clubs that he wanted to part with. And I'm like, I'm, yeah, right. I'm your guy. 
And uh, so we organised that, and I come home with um, 12 lefties and 11 righties in hickories. So that was yeah, a, that you wouldn't have that you wouldn't have got before. You probably would have chucked them out or wouldn't something. Wouldn't have even known about them, mate. Yep. So just yeah. having a chat around the bar and you know talking about a few things, and it, he popped up and says, "Yeah, I've got a heap of them in the garage home." I'm like, "Oh, what? Hang on a second. Who's got a heap of them lying around?" So, <laughs> and he was kind enough to um to yeah let me have them because yeah, sort that. of said we'd repurpose them and. I've repurposed one straight into my game bag, which was a nice little left-handed niblick in an Australian-made Spalding golf club from about 1912 or something. Um, yep. Gone, I've refurbed it, and it's gone straight into my game bag, uh, ready for the Hickory Championships coming up. So, mate, yeah, I've got some interesting stuff coming up in the next few weeks with golf, and um, mm-hmm. really looking forward to it. Yeah, nice. So, how good is that? Yeah. Mate, while you were playing sand greens, I was down at Molly Mook, mate, Hilltop. Good old Molly Mook. Molly Mook. Molly Mook Open. You've been there? Yep. You took me yeah. down there a few years ago. Yeah. Mate, you go from sand greens to some of the quickest greens I've ever putted on, I think. Like, you know, some of the holes there with the undulation on them. Four, you did not want to be above the hole. Especially, this is the only time of year I've played there. Like, I've never gone down there outside of the Open. So, I don't think they would be that quick all year round. But they might be. But Or they might be anywhere good. But, geez, yeah. When you're playing the Open... You don't want to be above some of those holes. No, I remember when I played there when you took me down there, mate, and he was out there watering the greens because a bit of breeze come up and he was out there watering <laughs> the right. greens to slow him down so the ball wouldn't blow off the greens though that quick. Um, so you're putting but, through a puddle and then it's a quick patch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and unfortunately he got just in front of us so they were just wet when we got there to the greens uh, exactly. the whole way around. So we sort of followed him. But, um, mate, yeah, good track though. Good track, good challenge. Oh, it's a very challenging track, and it's a one. You know, they say it's sort of well, they they do say it's sort of like Augusta, Australia, because you can see it with like the azaleas and all that. On uh, I think it's seventeen, you know, on the par three there, they look really nice, and all the tall pine trees and stuff. It's a yeah, it's a really nice track. I do enjoy going down there every year. Yeah, and the rolling hills, mate. You know, it's got a nice few nice hills in it, and it's yep. got a little bit of everything that that place. And um, but yeah, de- definitely a decent challenge and. A little bit, um, I dare say they wouldn't be like that all year round. I think they, they tarred it up a little bit for the Open to, yep. to make it a tough 36 holes for you. It's but, a, it's fun. It's fun seeing your friends and you're going, oh, mate, you don't want to be there. Let's all watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So, but, um, mate, it's good to get out and challenge yourself occasionally and do that. I mm. mean, we talked about this before, better than sitting around playing your, your home track week in, week out. Get out, play a few different places, um, meet some new people. And well, you really understand. get to test yourself then, don't you? So I think you become a better golfer, yeah, playing in different conditions. Yeah. Um, so me, for instance, in a few weeks, I've got the Hickory Championships coming up and three tracks that I haven't played. Um, so I've been busy on the computer doing the um, doing the, the tours and the overviews and uh, putting me mud maps together of each hole so I've got a bit of an idea where I'm going and how far is this and how far is that because there's, there's no measuring devices allowed. So back to it's the old school, stepping mate. it out. <laughs> That's well. Do they even put them on the sprinklers anymore? I'm sure down there they will. I don't think so. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought so, mate. Not on those tracks. So not on Kingston yeah. Heath and Woodlands. I wouldn't think sprinkler heads are the thing there because everyone carries a, a laser or a GPS. Yeah. So why well, would you go to the expense? You know, growing up, like yeah, they've probably fallen off. Like it's got to be what at least ten years since that the lasers have been out for at least, eh? Yeah, for sure. 
So all, all those little markers are probably just fallen off, or they might just have the one fifty and the one hundred meter marker, maybe yeah, the two hundred meter marker. So whether well. they're through the middle of the fairway, or whether there's a little shrub on the side or a post on the side of yep. the fairway to say one fifty to the center or whatever it might be. So yeah, Bob, the old measure, the old step measure out and guesstimate. <laughs> that takes you back, but mind you, you might even play better. Just not like oh yeah, it's about one forty five. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a, I think was a little less complicated. Yeah, that's right. I, I think we've said this before, you know, like, yeah, just sort of what your eye sort of thinks it is and then you hit it and you uh, lower your expectations and you actually come out with a better result sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, mate. We try and get a little bit too, um, a little bit too finessey, you know, if it's 138 and I said, oh, that's, is that seven on or is that eight on? Well, you're not going to have that, mate. Just, it's like just playing 140. 140 middle yep. of the green and you just pull the club that's 140 middle of the green and, and hit it and commit you know i actually find yeah. it a bit easier the the other week i took just a half a bag to the sand scrapes because i figured well don't need the lob wedge hardly even gonna not gonna need a pitch and wedge you know because you're gonna shut down your nine iron and bump and run it anyway so i think i took uh, a driver four iron six iron seven iron eight iron nine iron a sand wedge and a putter that's all i took so exactly and I didn't find myself needing any other clubs that I didn't have with me, you know. Yeah. It was just like, well, I haven't got three wood to try and bash it home anyway, so I've got to play it to a number. And to be honest, I was too far out anyway um, to try and get get any of the par fives for two. So with no run, ball was pretty much landing. And I think on the first hole, one of my playing partners actually ball plugged. <laughs> so it was that <laughs> soft. There was no run, um, you know, nearly ankle-high grass. So, yeah, we weren't going to get much run out of it. Just shows you sometimes yeah, we have too much equipment and then we have too many decisions to make too, don't we? Absolutely. Just confuse yeah. ourselves too much. So there was one par three yeah. there that was playing just on just on 200 or 196 or something. And to me, well, four iron's not getting there because it's not going to run. So I just teed it up with the driver and I actually hit a pin high. Left, <laughs> luckily, it didn't, <laughs> luckily, it missed the green um, and ended up stopping pin high because it wasn't going to roll. So it landed at about 200 and that was – good enough for pin high and I chipped it up and, and, and made a par, you know? Yeah, nice. So it's uh, it's just about seeing the shot and executing it. Yeah. Yep. Instead of sitting there thinking, oh, it's this far, I've got the wind, how many metres, how, how far does this club go? It's going to bounce and roll, is it going to bounce and stop? Yeah, no, nah, none of that. Yeah, no, that's it. So, no, good stuff. All right, mate, well, we might leave it there. Um, we've still got some ball yep. markers, so... If anyone's interested in uh, a ball marker, jump online. We've still got some left. Um, so, yeah, or we'll reach out to Dave or myself through the um, through the email or online, and we can mm-hmm. organise to get a ball marker to you. No problem. Absolutely. And um, go Lucas Glover, mate. Next week we want to be coming back saying Lucas Glover, FedEx Cup champion. Jump on our socials and put in your tip for the week, I reckon. Yep. No, that's a good idea. Absolutely. All right, mate. Well, so, all right, guys. Happy, until next week, happy golfing. Happy golfing. Thanks for listening to the Two Happy Golfers podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Happy Golfers. Or you can email us at Two Happy Golfers at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Until next time, happy golfing. Happy golfing. Mm-hmm.